Hello and welcome, welcome to, to sex, sex time. time. Finally. Hey, it only took a couple of tries this time. <sighs> hey, the day that it goes smoothly at the first go, I'm going to pinch myself. The so. day that it goes smoothly at the first go, we're going to start paying for it. Maybe. <laughs> uh, hi, Badger. Hi, Kelly. How's it going? You know. Yeah, I do. I mean, I think I do. Yeah. It's been such a Monday. It's been like a week of Mondays. Yeah. Like one rolling Monday for the last seven days. Or like since 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Just a big old trash fire. Should I tell my story about my interesting delivery today? Yeah. So if it's not like sensitive information. No, I don't even, I don't have any information about the person it was intended for. So it's, uh, it's not sensitive at all. So um, I was sitting at my desk and a delivery came and one of the technicians who, if I'll keep it kind of vague because I don't want to let out too much of my information, but I work in a maintenance department, but I'm not in a maintenance role. Um, one of the guys who is on the maintenance crew um, received the box and it was addressed to someone who very recently stopped working for us. We were like, that's confusing because that means they're ordering stuff when they're not here. So, oh, okay. Um, he opens the box and there's a shit ton of bubble wrap in it. And it becomes evident. Um, he, he opens the packing slip and uh, it's like some diagnostic supply or like therapeutic supplies we're like oh that's weird because it doesn't sound like a part order it doesn't sound like I don't know a gasket or some shit um, and then on the back it has instructions of do not open this unless you are prepared to either use immediately or put into conditions of negative 80 degrees celsius and I'm like that is not this condition so it was supposed to go right uh, into a minus 80 that's what the packing slip said. The thing itself was just wrapped in a lot of bubble wrap and then a plastic bag. And it was like, kind of like when you, um, I don't know, it was like a kind of like a stylized cardboard wrapping like you get for high end prescriptions or like a Fitbit might come in or something like that. And I'm like, this is not packed with dry ice. This is not, this is not following its own advice. I don't know what this is. Um, I look at it and it be, it's uh, made from, it's prescription only and it's made from donated human tissue and it's some sort of patch that you get from human tissue, I think maybe like cultured in a lab and it was a like placental human. It was like meant for the, it was meant for I think the uterus or the placenta, I'm not sure. I finally figure out, <clears throat> reading the back of the box, that it can be stored at room temperature. So I'm like, okay, cool. No one's dying because we got this delivery. Um, find out who initially ordered it because the purchase order was on the packing slip, which is why you always get a purchase order. Um, and the person who ordered it, I uh, looked at their, like where they are in the institution and uh someone i know works in that area too so i contacted her find out 
um, so we, we, we're going to figure out who to get it to, blah, blah, blah. Keep in mind, the tech unwrapped it, like, sort of clumsily, and I flipped over the box a few times looking for information, and I find out, one, this thing is $1,400, two, it's, quote, very delicate, <laughs> I feel like I've just shaken it. I think it's, it's like, hilarious. I don't, I, I don't know if I, I don't know what I did. And I was like, okay, I can drop everything and I will take it where it needs to go. They were like, no, we're coming to you to get it. And I'm like, I'm offering to hike across the hill to take this somewhere. But they were like, trust over. We're coming and we're taking it. So they came, they got it. I don't even know if the, the piece of whatever it was is still intact anymore. Or if it looks like, have you ever had smoked salmon and you just kind of go at it with a fork and it starts to flake apart? Or I, like, I don't know what, I don't know what happened, but it wasn't my fault. Like, it wasn't my fault. So that's how my Monday's gone. It's a little, it was just like, what if someone's going to die? Because- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Who just sends human tissue in the mail? That lab, I guess. I don't know. Did you have anything comparable to that happen today? (laughs) Not like in specificity. I had something fun happen. Yeah. So my counterpart and I have been waiting to get our office chairs for six weeks. It's been since I put in the initial order. Like, we mm-hmm. finally got the chairs. <laughs> finally. They, they're delivered. They're all fully assembled. They're in these big boxes. And we just immediately played in the boxes. I didn't even sit in the chair for, like, two hours. So I came to your desk uh, to try to give you something, and you weren't there. And... Um... Two two large people sized boxes were, and I just I just opened the first one, and there was a human. Shingo around opening people's boxes. That's rude. I uh, I think if it's a box in the workplace in an open office area, after the surprises I've had in boxes today, uh, so I got the explanation, and I thought that was very uh, fun and whimsical. <laughs> I mean, it's just, the chairs were absolutely forgotten for, like, a long time. I worked in that box with my laptop and phone for a while until I needed two screens. You you guys are combinations of either cats or toddlers or both. Uh, Yeah, I guess cats. Well, toddlers, too. They are notorious for preferring the box the toy came in than the toy itself. Well, we probably shouldn't have been put together and then left alone for these long stretches of time. Well, I'll come interrupt your work more often and no, scowl at you. No, I don't think so. I don't think we need that. Cool. I'm literally going to start spending part of my day there. <laughs> we'll find you somewhere. Nice. It's nice to feel wanted. The uh, The other station's not even close to being built yet. I know. I know. Maybe I've got enough time to work on myself so people actually want yeah, to work on me. Yeah. Um, no, I've got nothing. I've got no follow-up. <laughs> Just don't be a buzzkill. 
Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Speaking of buzzkills, is it time to talk about sex in the city? It's time to talk about sex in the city. All right. (laughs) So this show is given the very clumsy title for this episode of 20-something women versus 30-something women or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, there's a there's a created binary. (laughs) I'm sorry. Just an artificial binary. Oh, sure. That is inherent in the title and the episode based Mm -hmm. on the years someone has been alive. Somebody who's 29 is exactly the same as someone who's 20. And those people are both completely different from someone who's 30. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. how it works. So, very loose uh, character arc. Um, Miranda doesn't really have much of anything except she's the one who it just accepts her 30s and like goes and does the grocery shopping. Uh, there's a beach house involved in the Hamptons. Uh, uh, Charlotte's storyline is wasn't that she dating that doctor up. that she gave a hand job to last time? You know what? I was thinking about that. What happened to that guy? I don't know, but she's seeing this guy who's in his 20s and she tells everyone, Guys, I'm 27. I'm 27 because she wants to uh, be on his level because no guy has ever liked a woman over 30. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just kind of like acting dumb and reckless and like living it up for the summer. Um, he gives her crabs. So when you texted me about this episode and you gave me like very, very brief information, like, oh, the crabs <laughs> episode, because that was like kind of all I remembered from it. And he's like, well, yeah, so what? I gave you crabs. You lied to me about your age. I saw your ID when we were buying beer. <laughs> so that was Yeah, fair. there's like a real moral equivalency between giving someone a sexually transmitted parasite and lying about your age. Mm-hmm. Um, Samantha's having somewhat of a crisis because her former assistant, who's like dumb as a sack of rocks, has her own... Uh, like publicity firm or whatever now and she's throwing the big party in the hand. Yeah, she like quit in a huff because Samantha told her to stop taking personal calls. <clears throat> like how dare mm-hmm. she? What a bad call. <laughs> Samantha wouldn't know it was cool because Samantha's so old. And so Samantha's like uh, starting to feel like I'm being aged out of the business. I, I don't have a competitive edge. Uh, whatever the party's like some hoedown themed thing and the fireworks trigger early and the the obnoxious former assistant is like oh my god Samantha I don't know what to do and all Samantha does is like okay everybody go outside (laughs) (laughs) like that's all she had to do and then she introduces former assistant girl to crabs boy which you thought was very funny I I chortled quite unmercifully is that a biological warfare? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Microbiological <laughs> warfare. Well, I mean, you can see crabs. It's it's just scabies, right? I don't know. I thought scabies was like uh, on the shingles. I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so old. I don't know. I have not had any of those. Me either. <laughs> Miraculous. 
<laughs> I I didn't say a word, but I'm like, I wouldn't know how to recognize that because I haven't studied up on STDs. STIs. I, STIs. Yes. Sorry. STDs is the old way of calling these things because the D is yeah, bad. Yeah, we don't say VD anymore because no one says that. Except people who are permanently stuck in the 70s <laughs> who got their medical training in the 50s. Yes. Um, anyway, the bigger storyline is kind of twofold with Carrie. Oh, I, I very um, much thought the, the biggest storyline was Samantha gets revenge on her former assistant with a smile. Well, that's a brief moment and a satisfying one. Um, I, I think I, I like although, Samantha now. Whoa. <laughs> you heard it here first. I mean the okay. last few episodes, like I'm I've been in her corner. She's she's making Hi. some reasonable points. Let's all hear what Samantha has to say. <laughs> sure. She's doing something some some might call unethical. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's the way you just have to get the job done. It's sometimes. a feature, it's not a bug, so to speak bug crabs right okay the the time that they spend is primarily on carrie's story so there's there's two parts of this one she has this uh oh very bizarre little little acolyte yeah who is like i can't even do an impression of her voice but it is like i think what you think i sound like (laughs) (laughs) Carrie I can't believe that you're spending your time with me that guy you're seeing is such a boss yeah it's close it's breathy and a little nasal and it's very like I'm a sycophant and I also say words from like 20 years ago that man, he was just to die for. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, so she's I've like, got the vapors. <laughs> oh, la. So there was there was an SNL skit this weekend that they were telling horror stories around a campfire. And one of the guys is like, oh, man, I don't want to participate. And they're like, come on, come on. We know you've got one. He's like, okay. My, my, uh, I forgot the whole premise, but my friend's dad got in touch with me about mentoring this guy who's 22 and he's just out of film school and he goes through all the things about how the guy's like an aspiring filmmaker and he's got a new take on films and he like won't stop texting him and like the only way I can break myself of the curse is to introduce him to someone else to talk to and I'm like whoa that's kind of a uh, interesting that we watched that episode of Sex and the City and that was this this skit on SNL so I think maybe on uh, the writers on SNL have also recently watched Sex and the City. <laughs> whatever happened to that girl she like disappeared they disappeared here along with Samantha's doctor boyfriend that she gave a hand job to. Charlotte's yep. doctor boyfriend. You don't even care which one's not which. anymore. The brunette one. Um, so she's she's seeing this guy who's a who I think he's a doctor too. And apparently he's such a fox according to that twenty something girl. But it's like again, the men that they picked to be on the show. Not the best. No, and uh, I think Carrie mentions and when she's like 
typing and writing aloud uh, that, oh, these 20-something men are just so hairless. They're... Yeah, somebody mentioned something about, like, oh, they're they're just hairless and young. Look at your choices. Look at your life. Um, So they're at the party, um, and uh, she walks around the outdoors of the, the estate in the Hamptons or whatever the fuck, and she sees Big with uh, a brunette lady and he's looking adoringly into her eyes um, and she is Natasha and she realizes that Big is back. Big has moved on and Big is in a new relationship so she goes on the beach to vomit in her hat. Oh, she was vomiting in her hat? On the beach? I think I think so. I think they held it up and made it look like she was vomiting in the hat because then they wouldn't have to like show her actually vomiting. But you could just throw up on the beach and the tide will take it away. Right. But I think that they were just having her make the noises into the hat. Oh, well, that can only improve the hat. <laughs> you wanted to describe the hat. I don't understand her outfit. She was doing New York chic, show off the belly, dressed like you're going to a rodeo and it was like a tube top swimsuit like a strapless bikini top and then an orange cowboy hat and a denim skirt and some kind of chunky bracelet it was a flower wreath skirt not denim i don't know i just know that it 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 offended me so Carrie's eclectic and she like mixes things and um, she's an innovator and you are just going to have to live with it. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the showrunners were, were mad at her this week and Cynthia Nixon got a pass. Cynthia Nixon was wearing like a muumu and zinc on her nose the whole time. I thought that was a caftan. What is a caftan? No, you, I think you're right. It might have been a caftan, but it was, she was just wearing like shapeless stuff and like, I'm no fun and you're going to burn and I'm the mom of the group and my life is terrible and I'm still washing um, semen out of my hair from last week. So she's up until the last sentence that you said, I thought maybe you're describing you. I'm the responsible one. I pack the snacks. I do. I know. Do you have a problem with that? No, I'm just saying. Maybe, maybe you're a, maybe you're a Cynthia. Not a Cynthia. Maybe you're a Miranda. Not. You're a Charlotte. I don't. I think ten. You're a Charlotte ten. That's obviously not true. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm a Charlotte because she's too. I bet she votes Republican. You know, she's like, yeah, she's like, but I'm okay with it because I treat the gays in my life okay. Yeah, is that what wasps do? I think so, because they have to look out for their retirements, which I don't need looking out for. We should find a wasp and have them on the show. I, I know some. Oh. 
I see. Yeah. Well, we'll look forward to that. I don't think that they would ever participate in something like this, which is probably the indication that they're the true wasps. <laughs> Could we tell them that it's for something else? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I know I know a few people who are like wasp adjacent through my family, but I babysat for a family that lives in Lake Oswego. If you're listening from outside of the area, Lake Oswego is a an area in the Portland metropolitan area with a high concentration of wealth and white. Um, the family itself is like pretty chill, young and kind of fun, but they had me come out to babysit at the grandparents home. Cause that's where they were like staying, but they were going out and it was like out. Oh, like West Lynn or further. And it was a legit estate. Like you have to drive up like a half mile long driveway and there's horses on the property and all of the interior is like hand, hand carved wood paneling and shit like that. And there's like equestrian trophies everywhere. And I'm like, that is, I've been in a wasp home. (laughs) I bet when they're out among the commoners, they, they just say that they're, they're comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're comfortable. Um, so any any uh, big takeaways on this episode that aren't related to your enjoyment of Samantha? Um, I mean, like every episode, it's weird. And why did they make it? I don't understand the bifurcation between thirty somethings and twenty somethings. I Besides, they they are we are all different ages. I feel like in this era, our twenty years later era, there is less of a distinction between being in your twenties and being in your thirties because in the late nineties, early two thousands, there were a lot more like tangible markers of like age and progression. Like, most people graduated college when they were 22. How old were you when you graduated college? 26? Yeah, I was, like, 25 or 26. Um, and then uh, all of these other, like, uh, milestones are, are so much more grouped around a specific age and, like, definitive markers. So I, there was a Twitter thread about this, how people our age now don't really know how to evaluate if we're grown up or not, because a lot of those milestones are going to be completely outside of our capabilities right now. A lot of us Yeah, are not- all you can really do is tell, like, what class you're in forever. So, yes, a lot of us are never going to be able to financially manage starting a family. It's just not feasible to have children because it's just too much of an economic burden to try to afford childcare that costs $2,000 a month and garbage like that. Uh, a lot of people our age are never going to be able to buy a home. Um, a good number of them will never be able to pay off their student loans. And 20 years ago, those were all things like, well, I'm going to buy my first home. And then by the time I'm 40, my student loans will be paid off and shit like that. And that's not going to happen for people like us. Unless you have some very lucky circumstances lining up to assist you. Cough, cough. I know my parents have been a help. I know. You don't need to. Well, my parents helped me through college, too. There are not many people who get to say that, though, in our age. I know. It's definitely the exception, and I can't believe it happened to me. Right? Yeah. Well. So, 
that's why I don't feel very different than I did in my twenties. Um, and I don't know if I'm ever going to feel like I fully grew up. I've got a big old patch of gray hair and I'm getting wrinkles and I'm like, I don't feel like a grown up yet. I, so you and I had like really divergent lives at, at, you know, when we were about the same age. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, my parents divorced when I was 16. I kind of was on my own after that. I finished high school through a community college with a bunch of like night class taking adult commuter students. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I moved out of state on my own. And then I moved back on my own and I, like, I held down a lot of different jobs before I actually got around to going to community college and then to university. So I feel like, especially when I was in my teens, my life circumstances pushed me out of what would normally be happening with, with a peer group. Mm -hmm. So for a while I was like much more much more grown up than anyone else that I knew and I didn't really have a lot of folks my age mm-hmm. but now it's just now it's just all who knows who cares we're all stuck we're all gonna die that's my fatalistic bestie <laughs> I matured fast for nothing. What's the what's the meme on the internet? The difference between like nihilism and absurdism. Nihilism is like nothing matters, and absurdism is like nothing matters. (laughs) So, who gives a shit? Yeah, I do love absurdism. I I see that. I can see that. Okay. So I, I kind of uh, side sidetracked you there. Do you have any other thoughts on the on the show? Um, no. Okay. Just are you are you excited that I like a character? For now, she could still fuck up and fall out of my good graces. That's true. I didn't. I kind of anticipate that you were gonna like something about this show. Maybe not the show itself, but something about it. I like that Samantha made sure that girl who betrayed her got crabs. God, I'm, I should never cross you, huh? No. You shouldn't. I thought of a way to blackmail someone today that, like, I get along with. I just thought of a way that I could, and now that's in my back pocket. What? In case that person ever crosses me. It's not me, is it? It's not. But you already have material to blackmail me. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, it's like second nature. It's just it's just algebra that you do in the back of your mind all the time, you know. How am I going to get back at this person? How are we both Scorpios? I don't know how you are. I know. I have none of the, the plotting or the cunning. I hold a grudge, but I don't do anything about it. And I've got none of the, like, typical sex drive issues that a Scorpio has. Issues or, you know desire to have fun in life I don't know what it is <laughs> I have none of it I 
at the gym today watched a British quiz show on my phone so I could brush up on a strong I am I'm I'm not I don't know who I am that's unfortunate yeah I know who I am yeah you're very and I can't change me and I'm and I'm terrible. I wish I could sometimes, a lot of the time. I have medicine. You're very yourself. And uh, through it all, I have found that to be more endearing than not. So. Ooh, are you driving through a robot? Well, now? here's a... Uh... You just sounded like you no. were in the Matrix What's a robot there. tunnel? Oh. No. We've been having it was a gust weather. of wind. It's like almost like summer outside. Yeah, it's nice. Safe weather. Yeah. Yeah, there's frost on my windshield this morning. Nice crisp mornings. Amazing. It was cold and then it got so warm. I wore snow pants into work. so hot I wore jeans back on the we way home have... in this area you just have to prepare like during the spring and the autumn you just have to go out with like sunblock sunglasses sun hat umbrella galoshes bottom layer middle layer and then even then you layer, might still find yourself wear. ducking into a building unexpectedly <laughs> We probably should. Should we talk about Adventure Time? That we watched. (laughs) I was hoping Uh, you'd remember that. (laughs) Was the first one where they, yes, the first one is they wake up and they can't move. Still. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'll give a brief summary of this one and then you're stuck describing the second one. Um, Finn and Jake wake up. They can't move, uh, and then it turns out it turns out the Ice King has given them a potion, a freezing potion, so that they can't move, so that he can make them be best friends. And um, <laughs> he's like subjecting them to all of these things to try to create forced like friend intimacy with them, like seeing the slides from his art photography and making eggs and putting his foot in it and dressing up like Finn and um, can, can I just why does the Ice King have re- literal rags for <laughs> underwear it's gross uh, I don't know I don't know I what's with his grundies like, this was real life they would those are, that's his you underwear know? right I don't know it's so bad um, and like he, mummy wrap. Um, once they've like formed a genuine bond, he's gonna use the unfreezing spray or potion or whatever the fuck it is. But Gunter keeps trying to like play with the bottles. Gunter is Kingsley, I have to say. Mischievous cat that you have to keep away from important things. Yeah. So um Finn is like, I can't do anything about this, but like a blind person who can hear better. I, um, I'm tapping into senses that I couldn't access before. And he goes into like the astral plane or some shit. 
to summon the astral beast. And he's yeah, like, to summon the astral like, beast. Not responsive to any of the stuff the Ice King is doing. Jake is just like enduring it and like trying to persuade Gunter to get him the potion. And it just cuts to Finn, like, astral beast is like floating in this, like, astral beast, I summon you. Just <laughs> like, yeah, a, it's like it's kind sort of, of a trippy, colorful, floaty background and stuff like that. Um, and, and Jake keeps saying, like, Finn, what are you doing in there? Um, and he's just, uh, based, like, punished, <laughs> just sitting there and enduring all of it. Um, and <laughs> Uh, they, the Ice King like makes a little snow assistant to put uh, to hold Gunter's leash, and Gunter's like determined to break these bottles because he's a bad penguin. And uh, Finn finally wakes up after he believes successfully summoning the Astro Beast, and then it becomes clear that he's summoned butterflies. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, just a flock they, of butterflies. But it works. Like he, like he summons something from like the astral plane sense into you and stuff like that. So um, they they use the butterflies to float into the kitchen to uh, confront the ice king and um, force him to unfreeze them. But he accidentally uses the freezing spray or freezing potion. I don't know why I keep calling it spray. Um, they brought him because the bottles are identical and they're labeled almost identically as well. So anyone could make that mistake. <laughs> so he's frozen now, too. And the, I think the butterflies are as well, right? So everyone's just on the floor. Yeah. And the last scene <laughs> is Gunter is up in the window and he just tips the unfreezing potion out. <laughs> So, and that's it. That's the episode. <laughs> they are presumably stuck until this potion wears off, or whatever, until they die. I don't know. Huh? <laughs> till the next. Till the next episode. Well, I, I I'm assuming that they're until done the ne- chronologically. Yeah. Who knows? So, <laughs> this episode was very funny. I really like the uh, development of Gunter as a naughty penguin. <laughs> um, it was very funny and very cat-like. Yeah, we actually used to say uh, about Loki, my old bunny. <laughs> we would also say this one likes to break bottles. Did he break them? Because he'd go after beer bottles. <laughs> He'd knock him down if he could. He has broken anything glass, but I did come home one day and one of the picture frames that lives on my mantle was down and the corner of the frame had bent. Um, And I wasn't even storing catnip on the mantle, so I don't even know what his motivation was. But uh, he has been figuring out how to open my back door, even when it's locked. It has several locks on it, so now I'm using more of the locks, but I, I locked it last night. I, like, bumped my hip against it to make sure that it wasn't going to open, um, and I come home from work today, and the fucking door is open. This is the fifth or sixth day in a row he has opened a locked door. So, Gunter. And if I put him on a leash, nothing, it won't 
definitely <laughs> he just goes limp so there's no point in having him in a leash because then he would just die so <sighs> naughty penguin yeah oh Gunter you all notice that uh, the ice king kind of rotates through like Gunter, Gunter, Goons, Gunther. And that is because apparently in some lines in the script, the name had an umlaut and in other lines it didn't. And the voice <laughs> actor just went with whatever was written down. I hadn't noticed it yet. So they just um, baked it I in as a running gig. I don't know. Maybe I just haven't been paying that much attention to that. But I'll, I'll look out for it now. What did you think of this episode? Yes, it is. This episode is a fun episode. Like it's it's endearing that the that the astral beast that Finn summons is a flock of butterflies, right? but it's, it's also taken like twelve hours. Really impressive that that worked. I am getting a little sick of the ice king <laughs> shit, though. Uh yeah, I I don't know. I think he's kind After of this? gone for a little bit. Well, he's in the next episode. I think so. The one with the wizard championships? Is he? What was the next episode? Yeah. I was kind of surprised. Oh yeah, to see him wizard in that battle. Do you want to go ahead and move on to that episode? Do you want to describe it? Yeah. Yeah, so Finn and Jake are in this arena waiting for wizard battle to happen which is some kind of gladiatorial uh, (laughs) free-for-all overseen by Mm -hmm. a giant wizard made of hair who plays with a kitten. (laughs) And the Ice King's there, and the prize for winning wizard battle is a kiss from Princess Bubblegum. So Finn decides to enter the wizard battle with... It's like a toddler on top of shoulders thing, like he and Jake get into a big outfit and Jake just does all the stretchy stuff. Mm -hmm. So it makes him look kind of like a magic dude. And he's ostensibly saving PB's lips from the kiss of the Ice King, but really he just wants to kiss Princess Bubblegum. And he denies it and blushes a lot. Yeah. (laughs) So they're in the arena and it's like an until death Thing, but you see a lot of these guys later <laughs> including the Ice King and they run into this sort of humanoid <laughs> sort of wobbly guy named Abracadaniel who's got uh, a pink headband and makes some, some terrible grunting noises <laughs> yeah. well he, he says cantrip I've only ever heard of <laughs> in, uh, otherwise in D&D so <laughs> like makes rainbows and he seems kind of feeble mm-hmm. yeah squishy he actually survives a <laughs> uh, like a meteor show or something because his body is soft <laughs> then they I well, don't know it's it's weird the, the elementals line up against each other. Mm-hmm. So, like, fire and ice and etc. 
and everyone's just hiding, waiting for the more powerful guys to knock each other out. And Finn finds out that Abracadaniel does not want to kiss Princess Bubblegum. He's so not into it. So they decide mm-hmm. to help him win so that PB's lips will be safe. And they, they do. But Abracadaniel decides that winning makes him feel so good. He feels like he does deserve a kiss from the princess. And then Finn shrieks the a super high pitched shriek. <laughs> it's the shameful way to win, but it was a win. Dishonorably. <laughs> then he is on his way to to kiss PB from the locker room and he trips and the whole disguise is mm-hmm. is blown apart. It's clear this is Finn sitting on Jake's shoulders. Well, uh PB so what did you gives think? him the kiss for winning and then slaps him for dishonoring wizard battle. Um, so he is both happy and his face hurts. Uh, I particularly enjoyed that Finn gets turned into a little kitten. Uh, so he yeah. to a lot of people, I think. <laughs> yeah, the big hair guy like, does uh, that, right? What some of the wizards at the beginning like try to forfeit. And he hasn't let them, so he turns them into the kitties. Um, so Finn as a kitty was adorable. Um, so that was fun. Uh, it's, uh, it's weird that this is apparently an annual event. Uh, and uh, Finn gets there so early yeah. and he's excited. And he um, is so like psyched to see this battle. But either like the Princess Bubblegum part must be new. Or, like, he might not have known all of the... I don't know. Maybe he just didn't become aware until this year. Who knows? Well, I mean, the the guys who tried to forfeit, forfeit tried to do that after the hair so that might have been announced that, that the, the prize was a kiss from Princess Never, Bubblegum. Never mind. And then they were like, um, oh, I don't really care about this. And then, uh, no, it was... It was fun. It was, um, I think these were two fun episodes in a row. That's nice, which means we're probably right on the edge of something much darker. Um, uh, again, the ice king is obnoxious. <laughs> uh, he's cheating. That's another, yeah, he's, he's cheating during the competition. <laughs> so they're especially incensed by that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, he's using actual weapons. He could even just though he's got everyone like, crazy strong ice like, and powers. then continually refreeze them. There doesn't seem to be a limit of his yeah. freezing capabilities. I don't know. It's uh, kind of fun to have a couple of episodes that don't deal with broader issues like death. And yes. heartbreak. <laughs> I agree with you. Um, no, it's <laughs> enjoyable. And I um, would love to see like more of Finn as a kitten. Um. <laughs> uh, I think you are going to meet Cake the Cat soon. Cake the Cat? I like uh-huh. both those things. 
like yeah, just Kate wait. Kate cats. Oh, they had them. Kate uh, the cat and Fiona the human. For one of the episodes, like last week. Yeah, okay, I think that I was just a was mess like, what up the hell's by happening Hulu. here. Because then, the... and then, yeah, because that's that's an episode. Like that heralds the introduction I, I of these they, new um, gender band characters happening, and I knew it was Fiona. I didn't know it was Cake the Cat. So that'll be coming up then. Yep. Yeah, I think next one. Yeah. I hope. I really, really but like it. It's it so deserves fun. Some fun. Yeah. We deserve something nice. And it's fun to have like a fun show that's not just all about how you lose people that you love and then you just go on living your life because that's life and that's what you have to do. Yeah. I mean <laughs> The kingdom yeah, is made of candy. Right it's colors. so whimsical. Are you? Are you uh-huh. okay? There's a unicorn. Okay. That's nice. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm gonna be restarting. I'm, I'm increasing my Wellbutrin. But I. It's going to be a while though, because I couldn't oh, get my oh, depression. I did give you some. Uh, maybe I can get a refill and give I you some. I have enough here that if I were to do. Yeah a half dose instead of a full dose I could probably go for like three or four weeks because I it the you whole see if you can get a refill on, a, do on it. that I have to go in. oh do a telephone visit just do a one of those like 15 minute video mm. chats I want to restart this maybe medication I'll, call maybe it I'll in. into that tomorrow yeah, I think it's time. Yeah. I talked about that with my therapist last week. Because uh, it is hard to wake up anyway. But it's even harder now because it's always dark. And it's dark till we get to work now. Um, and I set a timer on a lamp next to my bed. So it turns on before my alarm goes off. So there's light in my room when I wake up. And it's not really helping that much. So... I go to sleep and pray that I don't wake up. <laughs> so I, oh, I'm worried. Okay, I'm good. increasing the dosage. I have therapy next week. Good. Your animals need you. It and yeah, other people that are spiral. not your animals also need you. <laughs> like when you're so sad so all this stuff is happening but somebody at work like signed off on their email <laughs> they'd made a bunch of requests mm-hmm. and their sign off was sorry for so many things as in sorry I asked you to do so many things but I read it as <laughs> just sorry for I'm sorry for so many things <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> That's that's the 2018 mood. 
Um, before we launch into <laughs> yeah. our usual goodbyes, uh, can we just remind everybody to register to vote soon? Time is running out. Um, yeah, please. I mean, I think our listener, Emily, is in Oregon, so she's registered. And I oh, saw good. that she I had her voters pamphlet when I went to check on Poppy. They've got a pretty tight gubernatorial race right now. So it's uh, surprising. Yeah, so, I didn't think it was that tight. So we all got to yeah. um, get out. In case uh, anybody is unclear of where we stand based on six months of doing this, we uh, both hate Republicans. And don't want them to win any more elections ever again. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> so yep. do us a solid. If for no other reason than for us. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe we won't have to <laughs> yeah, use maybe then this I won't guillotine. Use and the torches. <laughs> and look up recipes for how to cook soft rich people. I mean, it's the climate change report came out and it's like 100 companies causing 70% yeah. of the, the damage. So yeah. we just have well, to target those people. Every time people are like, and execute them I on a live stream. I feel so disempowered. There's nothing I can do. The, the elites are going to win forever. I'm like, there are more of us than there are of them. There aren't enough police in this country to stop us from a full on revolution. There just aren't. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, it worked Bastille really Man well on. in the late 18th century. Uh, there's clash. It works every time. Yeah, but it works some of the big times. It works some of the time. <laughs> yeah, we can make culture. it big times. <laughs> <laughs> I read Man Eaters by Chelsea Kane. I love it. Highly recommend. Just the first issue has come out so far. Um, it's very intriguing the way that the pages are laid out, make it very like fun and ha- has a good pace, which I know can be kind of a like sometimes graphic novels are just sort of slogs, especially. I, I think some of the classic like Marvel DC kinds of comics can be reliant on the reader to fill in a lot of the blanks. And this is very much just visually pleasing. And it's nice when it kind of has, has a good pace to it, uh, just where the images fall and where the words fall. And it's great. It's really gory. And oh. it's got its own little internal reference mm-hmm. to Bitch Planet, another comic book that I like. Excellent. And where can people find it? That's mine. If you don't know that by now, you're not a real At Books fan. with Pictures. <laughs> oh, um, I it's the best local comic book shop. There is a uh, writer on Lifehacker. She runs the skillet, Claire Lower, who lives in Portland. And... Um, she did a series on Lifehacker. They do a series. She did one of this, one of the more recent posts 
um, called How I Work. And she, like, talks about how she photographs her cooking in her apartment. And then there's some bars that she likes to frequent. And she blah, blah, blah. So I posted a question to ask what her favorite bars were. Because being in Portland, I kind of wanted to know. And then, um, oh, she mentioned that she likes graphic novels in her post. So I also said, and I would be... uh, eviscerated by my bestie if I didn't mention books with pictures just to make sure you knew about it and she replied that she did know about it so within walking distance of her apartment and she loves it so spreading the word even though it's not really my thing it's really great I mean it's it's a like a queer owned woman owned business and like by the door on the way to the the bathrooms like the shared bathrooms in that building they've got just a pile of free tampons and pads that like we've all been that there take what you need so supportive that's a woman-owned business because life and periods come at you fast <laughs> yeah oh boy <laughs> um I couldn't quite narrow down. Uh, I'll just pick one of the things that I've enjoyed recently. On uh, Netflix, there's a series that um, I guess it's been on in maybe in Britain for a couple of years, but it's new to Netflix. Um, it stars a comedian from England named Jack Whitehall, and it's called Travels with My Father. Um, and I've seen him on some of the British panel shows that I like. Um, and his father is apparently like a pretty prominent like entertainment producer in in England, and he's a little bit older too. So he's like in his I don't know seventies or eighties, and um, they're traveling around Europe. And one of the th- first things they do is they go through Germany, and they're on a bus tour. And then it becomes clear that the bus tour is going to go to the ruins of uh, Hitler's uh, summer villa. <laughs> And they're like, the, 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 the tour guide was just like, <laughs> if anybody has any questions, and then Jack raises his hand, and it looks a little like a Hitler salute. And his father's like, I wouldn't raise your hand like that if I were you. Just like an aside. And, 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 and Jack's like, this is supposed to be a vacation, and you're and you're not allowed to talk about the war and he's like i was a boy during the blitz i get to talk about the war um so it's pretty fun banter and a little um one of the few times i feel comfortable laughing about hitler um so i i watched both seasons of that because uh, they were like pretty short like so they went through mostly eastern europe and then there was uh, uh southeast asia asia so they went to thailand um and it was it was pretty fun. It reminds me, I don't know if you ever saw, there's a show that Ricky Gervais did called An Idiot Abroad, where he sends Carl Pilkington around the world uh, to like engage with culture and puts him just through the ringer of miserable experiences. Um, like making him, making him climb like a thousand I have, stairs. I have not a, seen Like that. a Buddhist shrine or something in, in China. <laughs> and he's like dying. Um, and, he, and he goes on one of the trips <laughs> Is that the one? Yeah, I think he goes on one of the tours with Warwick Davis. Anyway, I like British television. That's the thesis of it. But this is on Netflix. It's easy to find. I recommend it. <laughs> uh, no, because nobody's reached well, out to us on should Twitter. we do thank yous? 
well, Emily has been listening, and I know that because she texted mm. me about one of our what did Emily say? recent episodes. I think it might have even she said um, that you're funny when you're being self-deprecating, and that I am correct about violence and revenge against emotional abusers. She also said, also, Gilmore Girls explains nothing of why Kelly is the way she is. I don't Last know I agree with her. And then I said, <laughs> I've still never seen Gilmore Girls. I, you would have to find you would have to find a lot of reserves of emotional energy to start Gilmore Girls. You would have to be so very happy with me and want to do something very special for me to want to start Gilmore Girls. So I'm not asking you to start Gilmore Girls, uh, nor will I tell at least the end of Sex in the City, um, <laughs> because it is a lot. I mean, it was seven seasons plus uh, a four episode like mini movie. Um, and then there's a whole community of pop culture around it and ass loads of fan fiction like those we haven't revisited sex in the city fan fiction yet there's more gilmore girls i promise you (laughs) so in like 10 years i might say after all we've been through we finally watched gilmore girls for me and then you say no no, it will have aged even worse. It's aged now. How? I can tell it's aged poorly. I just They know. do have an argument about liking dial-up internet in the first season. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there we okay, go. So thank you to Emily. <laughs> and no one else. Yeah, thank we didn't you, even Emily. get proposition this week on Facebook, and no one else. <laughs> Man, really going down the tubes. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, it's nice you, to make Emily. something just for Emily. <laughs> and I think it makes Emily feel very special. Also, our Instagram is doing like surprisingly. Oh, we're getting more likes on, better and than our, our Facebook. Facebook, we're just not getting engagement. But what's happening on Instagram? Well, um, oh, okay. Emily likes so found, of posts and she we comments found on where we best connect with Emily. <laughs> because, Is that it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Also, no, it's mostly tits it's now. barely a podcast Instagram. Thank it's, you. <laughs> what is yeah it's why did you like stuff that, that I, I saw matching tattoo if you're not gonna do matching tattoos okay because i would do it i, I don't know it's funny i don't care what it is i you could get um Maybe. my same compass tattooed on uh, you it's very simple you send me a picture of it yes well maybe i will Maybe I'll, yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do it tomorrow. I can't stop I'll you. It it's from the <laughs> Hobbit, so point. anybody could get it. But I'm a ride or die, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
to that Hi, like hilarious tattoo at a place I've never been before and don't know anyone and I want a perfect replication of something on someone else's body <laughs> well it's a perfect you know I'd be showing them of something uh, in the book the Hobbit <laughs> I want them to like have as many reasons to turn <laughs> me down as possible. <laughs> it's a picture of like a bear. Yeah, only this part of big it. tattoo. <laughs> How is your tattoo feeling? You were feeling easy last week. Yuck. It's itchy. Yeah, I was feeling woozy. I think because I got it you know time dragged on so I didn't get to bed until pretty late and then full day of work Mm-mm. next day never drink enough water and it just feels like a bleeding Fun. sunburn where somebody kicked you yeah okay. so I think we... a lot of area got covered I didn't think that we were doing the shading. I didn't think we had time. And then I popped up and that's all, all the shading's done. So we're going to go Excellent. back in December and do the rest of it. Yeah. I'll post yeah. a picture of it on Instagram, um, even though Emily's like already seen it. it again. <laughs> yeah, and one of the it goes a little onto my collarbone, so that's good. Um, yeah, good opportunity for boobage. We have to do pictures of our. It's just boobs now. Too. I'll send you one later. Yeah, yeah, we do. Okay, maybe your Possibly. friend who made them is on Instagram. I don't think so I follow her. her. I, I don't follow very many people right now, so I kind of did a purge on the account last year um, and I haven't really been on it until the last couple months anyway so I can do that well then you can share our Insta I can do so many things well this has been another very raw episode of sex time a podcast that's fun to make and not very good to listen to I mean it's bad to listen cool. to you. That's it. That's a bad a podcast. It's fun to make. Okay. Well, um, thanks, Emily. Uh, <laughs> thanks, no one else. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Sex Time Pod, Instagram at Sex Time Pod, yeah. Facebook Sex Time Podcast. Please don't proposition us. I won't. I'm just saying. Try all you want. I don't. I won't. You can send it to spam. It's an option. You don't no have to respond to that. No one made it clear. Okay. <laughs> we should call it. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Emily. Bye.